0: What's up, basketball fans? My name is Jason Mart, here with my boy Andy Cordell, and this is 808s and Fast Breaks, a weekly basketball discussion that rarely ends up being about just basketball. to 808s and fast breaks eee! finally doing the thing again after two long months
1: we back baby we back
0: <laughs> Comeback season
1: yes yes
0: but uh we are here we are here your favorite nba podcasters of the pacific northwest and uh we're here to talk a few different things today um really basketball heavy show and given our uh hiatus since it's kind of like thanksgiving time frame you know just wanted to say we've we've had the holidays yeah we've enjoyed a a nice tranquil holiday season i think the both of us had a great new year's uh which we actually got to ring in together gotta love that uh and then here we are picking it back up football season is ending basketball now matters front and center we're never going to beat football that's the way it is but here we are Mm -hmm. this is america (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's just jump right into it though. Schedule for the show today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about just trends that we're noticing, uh, throughout the league this year, as, as you know, if you've been watching any basketball scoring has been ridiculous. So we're going to touch on just the skill of the players, some, some numbers and stats we've been noticing. Um, the other thing that we're going to touch on is just how close the seating is throughout the the conferences on both sides east and west it's super close there's only a couple games that that split fifth place and 12th place i think in the western conference and i think it's pretty similar in the east so we'll get into that and we'll predict who we think the top six will be at the end of the season then we're going to do a little bit of all-star talk name who we think the all-star starter should be for each conference and then do a little bit of a our local market recap here talk a little blazers talk a little gary payton for our uh gp2 fans out there yes, go beefers.
1: Sir. <laughs>
0: but uh let's get right into it man let's let's start with that first topic and what i've written down here is really just like what have we noticed about the way teams are playing basketball right so i'll just right. i'll just kind of toss it over to you man like first and foremost like have you noticed anything stand out or like crazy as of this season or status quo to you
1: Uh, status quo, one thing, I think a lot of, um, heliocentric offense, right, uh, has been really, really emphasized this season. I mean, scoring loads are going crazy. I think the one thing though, is that with all of these key players, like notably, we can talk about Jokic, Luka, LeBron, where the ball and everything gets played through them. I don't know why, because I don't really see like... I guess much of a difference on defense, maybe like slightly more doubles and coverages, but like it's just exacerbated. Um, and then the scoring outbursts from all of these scores out in the league, you know, some of these superstars, you know, night to nights, you know, anywhere from like Donovan, what he drop? Like 71, like insane. That was
0: a crazy, like, crazy night, dude.
1: It was insane. He generated like 55 points in a half. Yeah. Like Luca was- had a
0: sixty-point game, right?
1: Yep. And triple LeBron double.
0: almost had, yeah, sixty-point triple-double. My God. Insane. And then uh, LeBron almost had fifty the other night against the yeah, Rockets. Yeah,
1: forty-eight. He had forty-eight. Yeah. Yep, it was insane.
0: Yeah, no, I, dude, I completely agree. And it's like it—it it totally feels like every night someone goes for like forty or forty-five points, which is like in the past was only like James Harden or. Kobe, right? Or just these singular scoring machines. Now it just feels like someone on every team could do it in any game. Um, But on that, uh, as as you kind of talk observations here, I'm going to keep pointing out stats and and vice versa to kind of jog your memory on some stuff. But on the scoring, I just wanted to note that this is the ninth highest scoring season in terms of points per game in NBA history. Doesn't sound too crazy when you say it like that, right? But this is the highest points per game that teams have had since 1969 and 1970 season, which is Jesus. ridiculous. If I'm not mistaken, that's when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came into the league. So like, that's a long fucking time ago. Um, yeah. And the crazy thing about that is that season, there was 11 more shot attempts per game than there is this season. So I think that just goes to show one, the influence of the three point line, Right. But yep. two, just the skill of the players. Like, yes. in less shot attempts per game, they are only put, like, in in 11 less shot attempts per game, they're only putting four points less. On greater efficiency, shooting further away from the basket, and just, like, looking more skilled when they do it. So, it's been wild, man. And then one other thing I just wanted to point out, like, something I've actually noticed, like, visually this year, is have you noticed, like, the like the transition game has kind of been elevated and it's kind of top of mind for me too. Cause you see that JJ Reddit clip where they were talking about the hardest actions to guard in the NBA?
1: No, I haven't actually.
0: It's, it's, you should, I'll send it to you after this. Um, but it was super interesting because they were talking about like that Spain pick and roll action. Do you know what that yeah. is? Where you have the, you set the screen and then they set the back screen for the roller screen. and yep. it, something's open, right? Or you got the two people in the corners that you can kick it. And almost every team runs that, right? And then the other thing they were talking about was how that trend, the transition hit a head pass that I feel like LeBron and Anthony Davis kind of made or repopularized. Obviously it wasn't new, but they were kind of repopularized in that 2020 championship season where right. on uh free throws, AD would just go back to their, you know, in the backcourt and wait by the free throw line and LeBron would get the board or so on, whoever would get the board and just throw it like a football pass, you know? Yep. Uh, And now you see that all over. Like, I feel like I see Jokic throwing hit-aheads to Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon all the time. I feel like Luka's doing it more. And it's not just the the heliocentric stars like you mentioned. It's that every player can make that pass now. Like, it's just part of the game. Centers can make it. Brooke Lopez can make that pass, you know? Right. Sorry, throwing shade at Brooke Lopez for no reason. but. (laughs) (laughs) But is this crazy? Like I don't know. That's like you were talking about earlier. Like everyone's just better. So it's,
1: yeah, it's cool to see. I mean, just some notable things just over the season. I mean, we have currently we are how many games in? Like forty-one. I think. Yeah, we're. Or, I mean,
0: we're almost to All Star break. Yeah, I think most yeah, teams have played forty all- games by now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we still have five players averaging um, thirty points or more. You know, Luca, Joel, Jason, Giannis. And hey, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, baller. you know, baller, absolute machine. I'm actually, low-key, I do want to get a Shea Gilgis-Alexander jersey. I think that's pretty hard. And he wears that'd my favorite sick. number. He wears yeah, my favorite number. Sick. Yeah, yeah. But I think the cool thing, too, right? And this is just an obs. I guess I do have one observation, too. I think with those um, hit-ahead passes, you know, where players are kind of like lurking a little bit, I think the interesting thing is a lot of that is based on, in my opinion, quick shot attempts without the offense being set, because then you have people not backtracking in time, right? And so sometimes I think shot selection this season, I wouldn't say there's bad shot selection, but that's just kind of moments of breakdown, right? Where you think you have an open look, maybe you should have set your offense a little bit more, swing, swing, get a hockey assist or something, but... Sometimes we're shooting early in the shot clock. It's bound to happen where there's an easy fast break bucket. Um, And I just think I was trying to read um, earlier about the pace, but ironically there isn't really um, too much of an increase in pace at all between last season. Um, It just feels faster though. I feel like the game's just moving a lot faster and a lot quicker. Like you said, more efficient, less shots. And, it's just honestly like I feel like we're witnessing history I know we're kind of in the moment for all of this because we've become numb to like just offense in general this season but I think we're gonna look back and being like this is a huge defining moment for a lot of like young stars older stars like whatever it is I feel like everybody's doing very well for themselves this season um and that's why you know when we get there I think the conferences are pretty tight you know like teams are fighting this season it's pretty crazy
0: yeah no i think this is probably like the deepest the talent has ever been in the league right and that's why like you hear the uh kind of like the rumors of expansion teams coming in the next couple years like how seattle and vegas might get teams or like mexico city might get a team or all this stuff it's because like we're at a point now where you know you you can take a few guys sixth men and seventh men, and get one star in a draft because you get the number one pick, and you kind of have a decent team already, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm in full agreement. I think it would be kind of cool for the NBA to really think about that because, yeah, the talent's everywhere. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's happening. It's just a matter of when, right? Right. Uh, And then one thing I mentioned, like you mentioned we're witnessing history. I kind of do have some of the numbers behind that. Um, This season is the highest offensive rating in NBA history at 113.9 so what that basically means if you don't know offensive rating is for those listeners out there uh offensive rating is basically just a a measurement of how many points a team would score per 100 possessions possessions. um so this is saying about 114 points um that's the highest in NBA history What's and that's i don't think that's crazy right coming up from that's a it's 1.6 higher than last year so not crazy Sorry, 1.9. Got that wrong. Uh, 1.6 higher from the 2020-21 season. What's crazy, though, is the top seven offensive ratings in NBA history are the last seven seasons. So there's your evolution of basketball. You know, it goes back to 2016. And the reason it goes back to 2016, not ironically, or uh, not, I mean, it's. I think it's no surprise that that's the year Durant goes to the Warriors, right? That's when. Basketball fundamentally changed NBA basketball, I should say, um, from a player empowerment and uh, angle, and just how the game is played on the court. Uh, right. At that point in time, you've had the you've, every team, every GM was able to watch what the Warriors did, what Steph Curry did. They've watched it for four years. It's a copycat league. There's been enough time to build your team in the same manner, and here we are. You know, seven years later, it's this is the evolution of five out shoot 35 43 is a game make as many of them as you can you know it's just a numbers game because and then i have one other stat i just want to say real quick of course is of course. this is the highest effective field goal percentage in nba history too this season and what that what was that
1: that's beautiful no honestly I know, right awesome.
0: That's awesome. So basically what that means, uh, again, for people who don't know what effective field goal percentage is, it just takes into account that three-pointers are worth one more point than two-point <laughs> shots, so and not all field goal attempts are created equal. So the formula is basically just adding. It, it, you take the field, goal, field goals made, and then you times uh, 0.5 for all the, the three-pointers made, and you add those together. So you're getting an extra extra point, half point for those three pointers. And then you divide that by all your field goal attempts. And at the end of the day, it basically just means that if you made two threes and you were four for 10 from the field, then you're the same effective field goal percentage as a guy who went five for 10 from the field and then shooting three. So, um, it's just crazy. Like it just, all of it comes back to show that this is the best and highest talent that this league has ever had. They're making shots at an exponential clip and not easy ones. (laughs) It's, it's actually mind-boggling because – and I want to – I bring all this up because I actually have one kind of quick on-the-spot question for you that we hadn't <laughs> mentioned before. Sure, do sure, you sure. think – and we don't need to mention what the changes would be, but do you think there are going to be any, uh, like, rule changes because of this stuff? Like, do you think they'll actually change anything fundamentally about the NBA game – I've heard, you know, the three-point line might not go all the way to the corner. I've heard that there should uh, be—you can't stand in the corner for more than three seconds. Like, like three in the key, you should have three in the corner. Uh, There's a lot of interesting ideas, and I think they're kind of fun. They're a little gimmicky, but they're kind of fun. Four-point line, right? I think that's like the most gimmicky of them all.
1: Right, Um, absolutely.
0: Like, do you think any of that's actually feasible, or they're all just talk?
1: It'd be weird because the NBA is like an offensive league. Like that's what people tune in for. Like as much as I feel like every basketball fan does like defense, like don't get me wrong. It's dope to see a defensive play, a defensive possession. Just see a team lock down another team for a whole 48 minutes. I think that's super dope. Unfortunately, that doesn't get the clicks. You know what I mean? People want to see high scoring numbers. People want to see fast breaks and transitions hence the transition take foul and all of these things. I think if you start to eliminate things, like let's say for that corner three, for example, I feel like that would kind of, one, change how the five out looks. Things would be a little bit more crowded around the perimeter, right? So there wouldn't be as much of a benefit to space out as much.
0: I mean, that that would be the goal, right?
1: Yeah, that would be the goal. The other problem is that you know, we have players in this league that specialize in corner shooting. Like that's where they get paid. You know, of course, like you want to be able to shoot everywhere, but sometimes people just shoot best in the corner. Um and I think if you take away that aspect of the game for players to be able to stay relevant offensively in the league, I think that might cause an issue. Um and I don't know, maybe it's like Maybe it's kind of like may the best win, you know, like whatever the case, maybe we'll filter those players out of the league. But I think it's kind of dope to see that, you know, not everybody can be a superstar. Not everybody can shoot from everywhere. But if, you know, pe- role players can find their way into the league and that's where their bread and butter is, is in the corner. I, I feel like we shouldn't take that away from them. But I that's mean, just
0: my I, I, Let me, I'll play devil's advocate with you on it then. Okay. Do okay. you, do you feel like in uh? 1980 when the three-point line came into effect that there were people being like well you know the the goal of basketball is to get as close to the rim as possible, possible. and
1: yeah you know yeah, yeah, the, yeah. there's
0: this mid-range aspect to the game and that's where our skill is i'm just like you know i'm kind of making fun of what you were just saying but right you know right, do, you, right. do you think that it's kind of like in the same way that it's not that it's getting stale you know i don't think that the nba is boring right but i do think it is predictable
1: yes Yes, so, it is very
0: predictable. And, and predictable doesn't mean boring, right? it Means predictable. So, do you think being predictable is bad? Like, do you think because then if it's predictable, then you don't need to watch every game. You can wait till the playoffs, and viewership goes down, and then they lose money, and then there's a bigger lockout, and then you know, just like there's this big chain reaction of things. So, like when you kind of consider that, does it, does that change your mind at all? Or do you think no, like this is the peak of basketball and it should stay the peak of basketball. Cause I don't, there's not a right answer. I'm just kind of curious. What you right.
1: Think. Right. I don't know for me. I think I, it's weird. Like adopting basketball pretty late for myself. Like obviously the game has changed when I started watching back in 2011, you know, like, I guess I missed some aspects, but honestly, I really love the pace. I love the run and gun. Like I like, I like how the floor stretched because like, at least for me, when you see like, like one-on-one actions or swings and like driving kicks, like, I feel like there's, there's these moments of like greatness that you really watch. I'm sure you could say that about any era, but what I like about it is that when you're at the three point line and you're five out. I know it's predictable because everybody wants to shoot three, but you have the amount of space. The amount of space is what I like. You know what I mean? This is yeah, where... That like, but see, that's
0: that's fair. That's because...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because I just... I like... Uh, God, this sucks. But, like, sometimes I do like to see a guy just sauce up another guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no. I, on
0: I, think, I think you're, like... You're kind of getting to a, a crux of the issue, right? It's like you're right. kind of... I think yeah. you're... Uh, you're kind of knocking on the door of what, like, kids. You're like children who are fans of basketball would probably say, like, "No, I want to watch my highlights on my YouTube, and like, I want to see this shit on TikTok, right? I want it like the quick clips, highlight culture, yeah, 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 right, House of highlights, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that shit." Yeah,
1: yeah. But
0: then there's like, I'll call us like the boomers now, because <laughs> like, I we're, guess we I guess are we're, kind of boomers uh, in this respect, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because like, I'm pulling this. I just pulled this up right now. You said you started watching basketball in 2012, right? 2011 In 2012 20, or sorry, 2011 Yep. Uh, let me let me get the other year then here. In 2011, they uh, teams on average for that season shot 18 three-pointers per game. 18. <laughs> this year they shoot 34 per game.
1: Yeah. So, nearly like, doubled.
0: I, it's just crazy. Like for better, like whether that's good or bad, I have no idea. Like I love watching basketball. I'm the wrong person to ask. I will always love watching basketball, <laughs> regardless yeah. of what it looks like. But I, it's undeniably different, you know. Right. And you ca- It's kind of crazy. That you are watching that year because that's when things changed. Like that's the yeah. year. That's the year uh, Chris Bosh played center in the finals, and they went away from Joel Anthony. Remember that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy because like, yeah, I was I really came into basketball like at such a weird time because when you would when I would go back and just watch highlights, it was such a different game. You yeah, know, like you're
0: probably like, watching like uh, Kobe and T-Mac and Alan AMAC Iverson highlights and, Al- right? and
1: AI and then even just seeing like what, like young LeBron, you know, Carmelo, oh, right? Carmelo oh
0: like, with the nuggets, m- dude. So Dude, fun.
1: insane. And, like, trust me, I, I missed that basketball, too. That, that shit was dope. Like, mellow in the post. Like, and he had a bag, you know what I mean? It didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter just what you step, did. Jab step, jab jab step, step, jab step, step. <laughs> and then he, he was so much stronger than everybody, you know? So he had the right to just, like, bully. I don't really see as much, like, bully ball now. I feel like it's a lot more speed and making the, the hockey assist like real quick. It's like, you don't really have as like those types of isolations anymore. Most of our isolations are face up now, you yeah. know, but back then the pace was different and God, it was just a different game. And then to see it evolve now, honestly, as a fan, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Seriously. I, uh, you know, people can say <laughs> like, Oh, it's outdated or, Oh, our old way. But it's like, yo these kids are only getting better they're coming into the league with way more skills and way more of a bag and way more responsibility too you know what i mean like if you're especially if you're a top draft pick they expect things from you real quick there is no cultivation anymore really it's like are you hot well i'm throwing you in you know yeah and i think these kids are ready for it too
0: yeah i I agree 100 percent with everything you just said and the only thing i'd add is they also have more data and there's really smart yeah. people who work for NBA teams and to not expect them to do things and, or tell their coaches how to do things in the most efficient way possible is a little naive, I think. But yeah. like there's a reason teams shoot this many threes. It's because it's mathematically proven to give them a higher chance to win. It's yep. nothing more than scoring more points than the other team at the end of the day. Right? Yes. And this is the best way to do it right now.
1: You remember, you remember Bill Russell, uh, <laughs> RIP Bill Russell, but in the Kyrie Irving, this game, this game will always be about buckets. <laughs> <laughs> it's just true. At the end of the day, who scores? Who outscores who? You know, it's
0: true. It's true, man. That was, also, that was a fun conversation. That was dope. Yeah, was so, I didn't think we were time. gonna go down the, that path.
1: Right. But right, uh, right. let's
0: uh, let's switch gears a little bit here, man. Let's uh, let's let's uh, zoom forward to what what the playoff picture looks like today and how yep. we think it's going to change and what it will look like in mid-April when the playoffs start. Um, so right now, let me get this pulled up real quick. Um, I know for a fact uh, that Boston is running away with number one in the East, and you kind of got a two-horse race here in the West between the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. They are yep. tied. Yep. Um, and... From there on out in both conferences, it's incredibly close. Um, The three seed in the Western Conference, New Orleans Pelicans, is only a five game difference from the eleven seed, Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, It's even crazier when you when you drop to that six seed. The six seed is the Los Angeles Clippers. They are only a two games difference from the twelve seed, two and a half games different from the thirteen seed, being the Lakers. Holy fuck, I can't believe the Lakers are the 13th seed right now. Oh my god.
1: I know. Dude. Um <laughs> my
0: goodness. That I'm gonna get in a spiral right now, dude. I can't believe that. I,
1: uh... I know, I know, It's okay, buddy. It's okay.
0: Um fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, it's close. At, at least we're only we're only a, a couple games out of even being in sixth place right now. So yeah. maybe we can get there when AD comes back. But flipping the script here on the East, and I do think we should start in the East for this exercise yeah. here. Um, yeah. It's 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 even it's 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 closer in the top, right? I think like and in the play-in too. Like you got the Hawks or, or or the nine spot. They're only a game and a half back from the seven spot, the Heat, and they're only a few games back from the, the Knicks and six, and avoiding the play-in altogether. So it's close. But I don't think it's Western Conference close.
1: Western Conference, it, it could be one day, bro. It could be yeah. one day and things can change. It's mm-hmm. just
0: it's too I, much. I do think we might actually have like um, tiebreaker games in the West. I would not be surprised if there's like a tiebreaker on who's going to play in the plan or different things like that. Like We had a few years back, I think the Timberwolves played the Nuggets in a tiebreaker game. I feel like I'm not getting that right, but either way, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, let's start at the East though, man. I'll let you uh, say anything you need to say about seeding, but then give me your uh, your projected top six in the
1: East. Um. Okay, so I guess here's just my weird issue. I think if you gave me two weeks ago, I would have personally felt like Brooklyn was going to be pretty much set for the the second seed they they were on an absolute tear yeah
0: they I think ended up winning it was, like ended up winning like nine or ten games in a row right
1: it was i think it was 10 and then you know kevin with the mcl personally for me i don't feel too worried uh about the injury i i think they're really taking their time with it they were in stride they really give themselves i would say like a reasonable buffer because i feel like brooklyn's always that team where it's just kind of like Hopefully we get a top four seed, you know, and then when we go into the playoffs, nobody wants to face them. You know what I mean? But if they drop a little bit, it's okay. But that was my only caveat. So here are my six. We'll start with one. I got Boston pretty much securing the first seed. I got Milwaukee. Uh, I'll go along
0: with you as you do it here. I also have oh, Boston yeah, okay. number one. Yeah, I okay, also okay. have Boston number one. Awesome, no brand. Best yeah. team in the NBA right now.
1: Dude, it's insane. It's insane. Boston, they look hungry. They look really hungry. Um, I got Milwaukee at two. As do I. Perfect. Okay, same page. Three. I got Cleveland.
0: Whoa. All right. There's our first difference. I put okay. the Sixers number three.
1: Sixers. Okay.
0: All right. Well okay. give me give me yeah. uh, like quickly, kind of give me the, the reasoning behind it and then we'll we'll go to four.
1: Um I think Dude, my whole thing is, like, Donovan's having his best season he's ever had. with can't, the support. Can't and, with that. <laughs> and here's the craziest part. Like, we were talking about this early in the season. He missed a few games. But Garland was playing like an all-star. Like, and I think that kind of narrative has died down because, honestly, like, everyone's playing like borderline like an all-star, you know what I mean? But they got depth in the backcourt, slightly undersized, but they really compensate that with like Evan and Jared. And then you got you know like okay, Chetty's not a great, but he's kind of lengthy. Then you got what Acoro. You you just have like a, not, a, a lot of versatility in their lineup. And for me, I feel like what's really scary is when you have Darius and Donovan on the floor just kind of looking down um, I just think they're gonna outscore teams straight up. It's just too much offensive firepower for me. You know, like I'll tell you where Brooklyn is when I tell you, but they got that drop down. And then it was kind of weird because I was right there with you putting Philly, but then I was just kind of looking at the matchups, and I was just kind of thinking about it, and I was like, Damn, if I was a betting man and there was a series between Cleveland and Philly, I would lean towards Cleveland. Because, hear me out. James, great offensive player. Tyrese, great offensive player. But if we look on both sides, I don't think either side's going to really be able to guard each other too well. But then I think with Philly, someone like Jared Allen or even Evan Mobley as a help defender is going to be able to throw themselves at Joel, not stop him not stop him. You can never stop Joel, but I'm just saying they got, I feel like they got some things to kind of compensate for that. And I'm leaning towards that pretty heavy.
0: I I can kind of see where you're going from. I I did consider Cleveland because this is the part of the East. That's really close to, I think only a half game breaks up. Like right now, let me pull it up. It's like a half game breaks up. These four teams like uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Sixers and Cleveland are all really close. They might as well be tied. Um, only reason I went with Philly is Joel Embiid.
1: He's a monster.
0: Because he and I I know everyone's on the Jokic 3 MVP wagon right now. I do think that's gonna like slow down when we actually get to when we're solely focused on basketball in a month mm-hmm. or two, um, mm-hmm. as like a national sports media. But I just think Embiid's ability to to put pressure on the defense and draw fouls is so key. And I know that the game changes in the playoffs, right? And like you kind of alluded to like who would win in a series, but we aren't talking about them playing each other in a series. We're talking about the regular season and we're talking about two guys who draw some of the most free throw attempts in the league. They put pressure on defenses and this, this guy's probably the most dominant player from a physical standpoint in the NBA right now. Yeah. Uh so I just it's really it's I'm I'm going with the best who I think the best player is outside of Boston and uh Milwaukee because I think Tatum as a star is better and I think um Giannis as a star is better, but in the east I would put a beat over KD at this stage in their career. I think a lot of people wouldn't, but that's just me, right? Um I don't know, and be just something else, man. Yeah, and I'm yeah. a little biased. He was my MVP pick preseason, so I, you know.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you know, even these past three games, we got thirty-two assists, ten rebounds. Like, I mean, he's, average, he's seven. averaging thirty-three
0: point. He's like point two yeah. off of Luca for leading the league in scoring league again. Scoring, yeah. And he's averaging a career high in assists, which I think is pretty cool. He's doing this on the best efficiency of his career. Yep, like most shot attempts of his career best efficiency dude it's just like this is this actually is the peak we just kind of got to enjoy it this is peak joe LeBee. he's 28 years old
1: yeah and on top of that he's a
0: big fucking dude he's not going to have a long career this is kind of the the, this in the next two years is is really his time
1: yeah yeah i mean he's also averaging a steal in almost two blocks a game yeah like almost three stocks per game yeah
0: I always think it's so funny when uh, Bill Simmons does that. He's like, "You, you got to look at the stocks. This guy's averaging two point nine stocks per game."
1: <laughs> gotta, love gotta love Bill. Gotta love Bill. Yeah, right, no. Let's, it's, let's
0: move it's on, tough. though, dude. Uh, g- give me, uh, give me your number four. Who's, who's finishing number four?
1: Brooklyn. I
0: agree. Okay. I agree. I do think that KD injury is a little bit bigger, uh, bigger deal than than you may have made it out to be, though. I mean, he's out for a month. Well, he's getting reevaluated in a month. It's different.
1: Reevaluated, not just out for a month. Did I read that wrong? Yeah, they're
0: going to reevaluate him in a month, which could be all well and good, but it also could not. So it's like the kind of the same thing with Devin Booker right now, um, right, with his groin injury, where he's getting he got injured on Christmas, and they're not even they said they won't evaluate him for four Well, They'll reevaluate in four weeks.
1: Well, Devin was weird though because he came back and literally in the first like two minutes got the injury. Dude, he made it he made one so bucket mad.
0: and then made a cut and hurt himself. So, yep. but I just like you know, yep. with Kevin's injury history, I would I would be really surprised if they didn't play it safe because yeah, no, like no, no, you no. said, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still a good team. They're still probably getting home court advantage going into the, the first round of the playoffs. Yep, and. As long as Kevin and Kyrie are healthy going into the playoffs, they feel pretty good about their chances, I imagine. I don't think they care mm-hmm. about the seed.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so at five, this is where I put Philly.
0: And this is where I had Cleveland.
1: Okay, all right. So we basically yeah. switched Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and one thing I want to yeah. say about Cleveland, I, and we don't need to spend too much time on them after this, the only reason I was a little bit iffy on them is because I did like a little bit of a deep dive into their quarter scoring and they they have like the best fourth quarter of any team in the NBA but the reason they do is because that's when they're winning the games they're playing like shit a lot of the time for the first three quarters especially the guys who are not Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland
1: I mean hence hence makes sense because of the fact of when Donovan had to drop 71 fucking yeah. points. Darius wasn't in the game, and it went to OT like twice. Yeah,
0: it's just—and yeah. and, and to be honest, um, Evan Mobley has been a little bit disappointing only from an offensive standpoint. He's amazing on defense, so versatile. Like, he's going to be a defense player of the year one day. I firmly believe that. But yeah. he's been a little underwhelming, like, with his shooting. Like, he was—I think he was a guy that was supposed to be, like— at least a corner three guy, you know, yep, and like little pull up yep. mid rangers and stuff. Spot like a Kevin Grant, Kevin Garnett, <laughs> Kevin Garnett, uh, sort of mid range game. And I haven't seen much of it from him. You can let me know if you have, but it, that has been nope. a little bit of a letdown.
1: Nope, nope. He actually, in in my personal opinion, I know this is gonna sound weird, but I definitely feel like there was a regression in his offensive game here like even his rookie season it was like do you remember like the little hooks like the jumps just like being around yeah. the mid-range he's just a a, he's
0: like tim duncan around the rim sometimes mm-hmm. dude like he's really smooth mm-hmm. and it looks like he's it, it's not hard yeah but it just seems like he doesn't even get the ball dude like it's
1: tough yeah it's it's weird because and this is something that i like question about cleveland before we go on to the next one is just simply it's like i love jared allen but it's like I do like Jerry down is it gonna be a weird little ad situation where maybe he would be better playing the five and if he would be that's better that's
0: actually a good that's a good point
1: because I think that's where Evan has a problem is because sometimes I feel like he doesn't know when to go in you know what I mean with mm-hmm. another big there. And, you know, Jared can't shoot, so he's always going to be around the rim. So that just crowds his space more. But, you know, on the defensive end, he is a little bit leaner. So he does need kind of a big man to help him a little bit right now because, he's you know, he's pretty young. But maybe in a few years when he gains some pounds, maybe maybe they start looking at uh, moving him to the five.
0: Yeah. And I think they signed Jared Allen to, like, they probably got three years left on that extension now. So... Yeah.
1: That's enough time for him to get big and then maybe yeah, in like a year or two.
0: By then, he's a replacement at the five. Yep. And yep. See, the four, the four is the easiest plug-and-play position in the league. You just need a guy who can shoot. Yep.
1: Defense. <laughs> Never thought about it like that, but yes, absolutely. You don't need um, them
0: to be to dribbling or passing or anything. You can have P.J. Tucker who just dives for balls and stands in the corner. That, yes, that's sir. The best four you can have sometimes.
1: Yes, sir. All right, so for six, I have Miami.
0: Same. And okay. I knew we were both going to have Miami. And I all I want to do on this one is why not New York? Give me the reason. They do have a better record right now.
1: Yes. Okay, so here was what was weird. I was just looking at the core, right? The core of New York, we got Julius, we got um, Brunson, and we Br- got... Who's been amazing, by the way dude actually insane um it kind of sucks that i wish dallas could have kept him i think if dallas was able to retain him in some form or give him now it would have fucked their cap but god damn he's playing out of his mind
0: dude i i actually think because and and real quick we'll get Mm. to the west in a second but i just while we're on it uh you were right and i was wrong about dallas from our preseason (laughs)
1: I mean, but you were also right in the fact that holy shit, it is only Luca Ball. It's, I, dude, just it's ha- I just I just I so just bet that lou- Luca would fucking destroy <laughs> they, the league. Yeah,
0: I I do think like sometimes when the Mavs are on, I feel like I need to watch Luca because it's like watching young LeBron. I'm like, wow, this is like incredible. This dude is so good, but it's so boring. Mm-hmm. It's so boring.
1: I think this is the part where earlier in our conversation, like at the very beginning when we were talking about predictable. Luke is the perfect example of predictable. Now the only yeah. problem is he's so damn good. You can't stop him, mm-hmm. but I understand where the redundancy comes from, yeah. but uh, going back to New York, right? So it's kind of crazy to really look at, but you know, Julius is averaging 24 Barrett's averaging 20 right now. And Brunson is 22. That's that's uh... Barrett's
0: averaging 20. I did not think RJ was having that good of a season
1: yeah he's shooting uh that's it not this, shooting... The shooting
0: is gross that's what gross. i'm thinking dude, of. it's
1: bad dude so the three-point shooting right i think a couple seasons ago it was like barrett shoot like i think it was like 20 21 season barrett was shooting almost like 40 percent when the ball was from julius Randle, in the corner he was like like looking like an elite corner shooter. It was looking like it was going to be a huge part of his game. There's going to be some growth. There's definitely been a little bit of a regression here. He's shooting 32% from three. He's shooting five and a half a game. I think this eventually in the playoffs might sizzle out against someone like Miami, a heavy defensive team, like at least someone on the perimeter. Now the guards kind of, eh, you know, you got like Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry looks a little bit older, but I just don't have faith in the Knicks because they the Knicks. Sorry for the <laughs> bias here. But I, I genuinely feel like someone's going to royally fuck up on that team. Um, and uh, let me see here. Now, we don't have to go any farther because, like, I, I, I know we were only doing to the sixth. But Andy did extra credit. I did extra credit. I actually have the Knicks in the play-in at nine.
0: You so, dropped them to nine. Yeah. Wow. I would have had them at seven, honestly.
1: You would have had them. Do you think?
0: Do you think the Pacers, Hawks, or Bulls are better than them?
1: I think the Hawks and Indiana. I think Indiana. Actually, don't
0: to- think I've. I actually don't think I've disagreed with you on a basketball thing more. <laughs> I think really? The Hawks, I don't even think the Hawks are going to make the play in this year.
1: You don't think the Hawks are going to make the play in this year?
0: Mm-hmm. I think you? the Bulls and Raptors are better than the Hawks.
1: Because I have, have you
0: heard the at, like the fuck shit Trey Young news like all this stuff, dude?
1: No, honestly, I haven't been really paying too much attention about the Trey Young. Atlanta's
0: news. like in turmoil right now.
1: Well, I know the whole Nate McMillan thing.
0: Okay, um, well, there's that. There's the Nate McMillan thing, like the where yeah. the shoot around, right? That's what you're talking yep. about. Yep.
1: yep. So yep. there's yep. that.
0: Then there's the fact that Nate McMillan has tried to quit. Like he doesn't even want to coach this team then someone in the front office is like reassuring him that it'll be fine and wants them to keep his job probably so they can just fire him at the end of the season and blame him at the end. It'll be easier. Right. But like you have a coach who doesn't seem interested in being a coach for this team, a star player who doesn't really want to play for this team either. The other news that just came out today is that uh, in the playoffs last year, when they were going back to Atlanta after Game Two in their series with Miami,
1: I want to say, oh yeah, where he got bullied, where Trey got absolutely, yeah, he got, he bullied. just yeah. got
0: grilled. Fucked. Yeah, he, he got didn't fly back with the team. He chartered a private jet for himself in in the middle of the series. Not like the season's over and we're all going back. Like I'll, I won't go back to Atlanta with you guys. It's not like we're going back for Game Three, and I'm not going with my team. So like, oh shit's weird there right now. So is weird, and it has been weird. It's festering, and then spend. You know, they spend three first-round pricks, pricks, <laughs> pricks, <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and bring in Dejounte Murray, Dejounte Murray, who plays the same position. So like everything to me, I don't. Can I give my bold prediction? Yes, I do not think Trey Young's on this team after the trade deadline.
1: Moment of silence, guys. That was pretty fucking hot. That yeah. was pretty Bomb hot. Dropped. Bomb drops. <laughs> that, that's pretty fucking crazy. Um, yeah. When, if, that... if
0: not if not before the trade deadline, by the start of next season, he will not be in Atlanta Hawk.
1: Dude. Holy shit. I wonder what that yeah. fucking trade get, We'll do a podcast
0: part. episode on where he should go. Best landing spots yeah. at some point. We'll that sounds get the rumor mill going. Right. Because <sighs> I I... It's, it's a fucked up mess. John Collins sucks. Like, let's get that out of the way. He's actually just bad this season. Yep. DeAndre Hunter forgot everything good going for him at the end of last season. Apparently, yep. it's just the, Capella's been hurt. kokomo has been nice, honestly, in his in his uh, place, but it's just a mess, man. They lost Kevin Herter too, like for no reason.
1: That was a huge disappointment for me because seeing how Sacramento uses him now, I don't know. I've watched a reasonable amount of Sacramento this year, and holy shit, does Kevin Herter. Look Ball. nice. Ball. God damn, he is good. Um, Yeah, I guess like for me, and maybe this was like my whole thing, is like, God, Trey's so fucking good. Um, when he's not and being he'll be a really prince, good for a team then, that
0: isn't the Hawks.
1: That isn't the Hawks. And then I just, <laughs> at least for me, at, like I remember I was very high on them like at the beginning of the season and I was hoping that they could work kinks out. And I still kind of feel like there might be some salvageable moments there because I think DeJounte and Trey it's just like holy fuck that is such a dope backcourt they're both fast like different game DeJounte stretching the floor now more than ever and it's just like I hope that gels and works and then you know we'll see how it goes and then I had we'll Indiana eight. I had Indiana 8
0: yeah do, do you remember uh the TikTok we posted about how the Pacers were going to be the worst team in the NBA
1: oh I know yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, <laughs> my, my, Definitely my boy, the
0: Rockets. Definitely the Rockets.
1: My boy is, uh, you know, just to let everybody know, any any fantasy listeners, um, I drafted Tyrese pretty high. He was actually my first pick. A lot of people clown me for it, um, and uh, he is leading the league in assists. Just wanted to. Did he just out. get hurt recently though? Yes. He is going to be out for a minimum of two weeks. Ah, that's not
0: too bad. Yeah. Sprained elbow, mild knee bruise. Mm-hmm. See, but here you go. Not out two weeks. We'll be reevaluated in two
1: weeks. God damn it. I mean, keep misreading these. But uh yeah, my fantasy it started off really hot and then everybody got injured. So next season, baby. Uh
0: <laughs> Dude, um my team's getting crazy good.
1: Dude, I hope you push and gun for that number 1 spot cuz I don't I'm know I'm getting who... it. I'm
0: getting it, man. I got LaMelo now. I can't okay. believe the trade I pulled off.
1: <laughs> Do you want to let the viewers know your little finesse game that um, that we got here? We we, can, we don't need to talk about okay. it, man. I don't need okay. to rub
0: salt in the wound for Kieran okay. anymore than I already have.
1: Oh, man. Let me just tell you, viewers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We might have to have just an episode on that because I have never seen anything like that in my life.
0: Absolutely hilarious.
1: <laughs> it's hilarious.
0: Uh, <laughs> it, it, You know what it would be like? It would be like if the, the Timberwolves went to Utah and were like, uh... What do you want for our first round picks back? (laughs) God, fuck! Because what the fuck is this French guy that we got?
1: (laughs) And why is is Nazriy better than him, (laughs) dude? It's it's crazy, man. We definitely have to have a pod at some point in the future, just talking about also some interesting disappointments um, that have happened. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah,
0: maybe uh, for All Star Break. So like oh, yeah, that sounds good. Sounds
1: good uh, All right,
0: let's, let's move to the West, huh?
1: Exactly. All right. Let's I'm, do I'm it. Starting
0: this, I'm starting this one off. Y- yes,
1: sir. Yes, uh, sir. just
0: wanted to point out real quick on the East before I start that mm-hmm. I had the same, not in the same order, but I had the same six teams in my top six now uh, that I did preseason for the East. I looked back at it. It's kind of cool. Um, West. Number one, Denver. I don't think there's any... Debate there unless you want to put Memphis. I put Memphis. Mm. I put All right, Memphis. let's debate then.
1: Okay. Okay. <sighs> Dude. I don't know how to say this. Okay. Sharon Jackson, obviously an absolute monster when he's not f- fucking fouling out. Jesus Christ, brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You would be defensive player of the year if you played. Like, 36 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. absolute monster, okay? You got Ja Morant, who, in my opinion, God, he's probably one of the funnest players, if not the most fun players, watching the league right now. Uh, night to night, I don't know what he's going to do. That is, a, uh, it's so weird. It's like seeing, like, Derek and Westbrook, like, mixed with a finesse game. Like, I, I don't understand it. it absolutely phenomenal. Um, and Desmond shooting really fucking good from three right now, dude. I mean, 42%, man. Like, having that... I know Jokic is an absolute beast and monster, but one thing that I felt with Denver this year, and maybe this is just me like feeling like that every year, but it's like, I don't know who's going to be the solid number two guy on that team. I feel like Jamal Murray is still kind of getting his legs back. And sometimes he doesn't look great. So that's my whole question with Denver. If Do you I was not feel getting... like he could
0: say the same thing for Memphis?
1: Okay, I, I knew you were going to get there. Okay, for me, I feel like it's pretty clear. I think... For a fact it's going to be Desmond Bain is the number two.
0: I, I mean, think I like I th- Desmond Bain, don't get me wrong, but I'm taking taking Jamal Murray over Desmond Bain Desmond like Bang? every day of the week.
1: I don't know, man. Probably
0: taking Michael Porter Jr. over him too, because all they both do is shoot threes on one six ten and one six five. Six
1: five. Yeah. <laughs> and then also just like at what, the end of
0: the like... day, all healthy. Here's my other thing too. It's the regular season. I think yep. in a series, them playing against each other it's different. Right, like I might pick Memphis if this is the conference finals matchup in the West, but like you got to factor in. uh, We were just talking about it before we went on air, dude. You got to factor in their home court advantage for regular season.
1: Oh yeah, Denver. You got to factor that in.
0: Like their home record is going to be crazy. Yeah. And granted, that's like kind of how every team is. I think every team's just kind of struggling on the road, and that's why you have a logjam in the standings but that puts even more emphasis on the home record and in this where they're tied right now this is probably coming down to one or two games difference right i think they at this is probably a 60 win team and a 59 win team at the end of the day we're, we're arguing over like
1: nothing one right? game
0: yeah yeah one game and like it really could go either way but i think that's like that's my tiebreaker
1: is that's like i don't i don't think that number home.
0: two on either team is like anything to write home about they're decent right it's not like it's Jalen Brown is your number two, right? Yeah. But it's, you know, Jamal Murray is pretty good. Desmond Bain is pretty good. And then you factor in the home court advantage. And I think Denver Denver's going to
1: take in it chapter. by that much. Yeah. I just I have, I have a good number feeling, I'm
0: assuming you had Denver number two,
1: right? Yep. I had Denver number okay. two. I, I just have a if good feeling If you told me Denver it.
0: wasn't number two, I was going to fucking no. scream.
1: No. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, with how the West is looking right now, too, I mean – Dude, Jokic is – I know we were just talking about, oh, third MVP year for Jokic. It could happen.
0: I just think that that's going to cool off a little bit. It's going to cool off a
1: bit, but, I mean, Jesus, God damn, does he fill up the stat sheet. Like, I don't don't know a player right now in the league that, like – we always talk about the best players make everybody better around them. But Jokic is truly the embodiment of that in the league right now. In every facet.
0: He's the often. best playmaker in the NBA.
1: Yeah. And it's 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 kind of insane because, like, he has an old man game. You know what I mean? Because he toots his own horn. He's jogging at his own pace. He doesn't give a flying fuck how hard you Dude, play he Dude, He hit that run. game
0: winner the other day and didn't seem to give a fuck.
1: Dude, the step back three... I was like, are you fucking serious? And it was like, he didn't give a shit. He was like, hey, there's 0.2 seconds
0: left. Everyone focus.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> crazy. Did you see Catavius Kad- Caldwell Pope's face where he was just like, He's like he, was just, <laughs> he was just in awe? Yeah, no, no, no. Jokic is definitely different. Um, And it's kind of crazy because that game, that game, uh, it was weird. Like, it was kind of like a low scoring game for Jokic. But like, It doesn't fucking matter because he won the game like you know like it's just that's his
0: thing bro that's his thing if he can win a game and shoot five times he's fine he
1: would do it he would do it every time yeah 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 yeah, no he's an absolute beast yeah all right
0: number three number three so I went Nuggets Grizzlies you went Grizzlies Nuggets correct Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: number three and I think this is a little bit crazy I'm not gonna lie just because of where they are with the standings not because of the team I put the Warriors number three
1: Interesting.
0: So okay. let me let me talk it through. Let me talk it through. Uh, okay. they're only four games back right now. Yes. And Steph just came back a few games ago and picked right back up where he left off. Yeah, dude. Steph is so. That kind of was the big question, him. right? Was can they hold on for Steph to come back? They held on. They're at five hundred. They're fine, and they're four games back. And then when you look at who's ahead of them, it's all aside from the Clippers, pretty young teams where I think you could make the argument the other way that maybe Golden State doesn't care as much about the regular season, right? And I think if you don't agree, that's probably what you would push back on, right? They're going to stay healthy for the for the postseason. But I do think they they need to care a little bit about it, right? Because Steph needs to get his legs back under him even though it looks like he's fine. Uh, Clay is finally in a rhythm, playing really good basketball. Draymond looks really good. Right, doing his dream on thing, and they're just the Warriors, man. Like I, I'm not a Warriors fan by any means, but I just got faith that they're going to play well, you know, and they're going to finish in the top half of the conference. So,
1: you know, top really half weird of the playoff seeding, I should say. What's weird about the Warriors, man? Just looking at their one, two, three, four, five, six, last six games. What's weird is. I have a weird feeling, because it's like, it's not consistent with where they win and the losses. Like, if you just kind of look at it, like, they went on a five-game winning streak from the 27th to January 2nd, and then next two games, they no, next three games, they drop it to Detroit, Orlando, they drop it against Phoenix, they get a huge W against Spurs, and then a loss to Chicago and then a dub against Washington. It's just kind of weird. It's been a weird season for Golden State. Um, no, I do has. think that, it has. I, I do think that Steph is gonna just be putting up crazy numbers no matter what. I truly he's he's fucking playing out of his goddamn mind. Um, I just don't know what's going on with the Warriors at all. Really, I have I have no explanation for what's going on. Yeah.
0: So here's my thing too. I was, when I was looking at it, there's 14 games that the Warriors have until the all-star break. I think there's a world where they go 10 and four, 11, three in them. I'm not sure who they play, but just knowing that they're fully healthy again, like they they go 10 and four in those games. Then they're 32 and 26. And all it takes is the Pelicans and Kings to go 500 in that time. And they're basically tied.
1: They're tied. Yeah.
0: So, like, when when I look at it like that, it's not crazy. You know what I mean? Because the Warriors can go in, you know, seven of ten games and then go on a three-game win streak. That's not crazy at all.
1: Yeah, let me see. Because I'm thinking if their next ten games, I mean, they got Boston, Cleveland, Nets without KD. That's looking good. Memphis, Toronto, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Denver. I mean, I mean
0: there's some good teams in there don't get me wrong some, like there, a, i mean
1: yeah there's some good teams dude like but like i can tell like
0: the warriors are one of those teams where they like i don't think you could be faulted for like if you were gonna like take the money line in any game i think you can find the logic i wouldn't fucking recommend it yeah but you can find yeah. the logic i think in that at any yeah, point yeah. as long as they're yeah, healthy yeah.
1: as long as they're healthy and as long as honestly he doesn't even have to be in rhythm half the time but clay goddamn clays shoot or shoot shoot or shoot baby i mean dude it just only takes him like 30 seconds to get hot so i will never doubt clay yeah the Um, other reason i
0: I wanted to go pelicans um but i was worried about zion's injury that's what's the whole and brandon ingram and the toe thing i I know you know it better than most because of fantasy but it's dude like they're really good and i love watching the pelicans but it's it's just weird right now with the injuries. It's uh, it's that's unpredictable. So I I, I I put them a four. Sorry, did you say you're three?
1: No, I did not. So I actually Sorry. have New Orleans. I have New Orleans at three. Okay. Um, so I've been the reason why I'm saying this too, is because you just just presented it. I've been looking up Brandon Ingram news every fucking day. <laughs> so he his toes fucked. It's bad, dude. It's it's pretty bad. But I've heard it's bad. It's not, nah, I mean, it wasn't looking good. Like he was supposed to be back like three weeks ago. Like, yeah. you know, like this injury is lingering for a while, but he, he's just moved to kind of like day to day. I think he, I think he might come within the next couple weeks and that might be able to hold him off until they have Zion, you know, then. I don't know, CJ dude. That's a and lot Valentunis. that's a
0: lot to ask, man. That's a lot to it ask. Is, like it's, it is. That's a that's a guy who's probably gonna be on a minutes restriction when he comes back and probably gonna take some time to find his rhythm again. He hasn't played all season, right? Except for the very first couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a minute. It's been a minute since he's played.
0: I would I would hazard to say I don't think he's played since we, in the whole time in our break from podcasting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been about two and a half months. Yeah, if I remember correctly.
0: So I just I I don't fault you because like if he comes back and he's Brandon Ingram and Zion comes back and he's Zion, they're gonna finish third, <laughs> you know. But that's just those are two pretty big ifs in my opinion.
1: Yep, he hasn't appeared in a game since November twenty fifth. It's it's been a wild ride. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that he's coming back pretty soon. God damn it. Yep. So um, just
0: so everyone knows, Andy Andy the uh, Andy picks. New Orleans number three, just because he's got Brandon Ingram on his fantasy team, I think.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. we'll come back. We'll see. We'll see. I <laughs> think, you know, you know, who you got at number four, by the way.
0: Uh, I got the I got Pelicans four.
1: You got Pelicans four. Okay, so for four, I got Dallas.
0: Okay, I, I, I'm fine with that. I I put the, oh, I'm fine with that, but I I just think it's gonna be close.
1: Okay, okay. I okay.
0: I. I okay. I thought I had Dallas five, but I thought I forgot. I switched it last second, and I put the Kings five, because th- this is this is not because I I like I hundred percent think it's going to happen. It's because I want to see a Pelicans Kings first round series. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything but that.
1: <laughs> hey, guess just, what? It just, be,
0: it just be so fun.
1: It would, and guess, who, so I fun at to watch. guess who I have five? Guess who I have five? The Kings. Ah, yeah, hell yeah. Dude. Dude, the Kings are something else this season. All I have to say, viewers out there, it is time to watch some Sacramento basketball. That's the bonus, man. That's what I was going to say. Sabonis is a highlight. You know, if you just click and you look at his stats, he's leading the league in rebounds, but you're like, oh, he's averaging like 18 points a game. Like, what are you talking about? You have to watch how everything literally fucking runs through this man. Uh, on He's also
0: doing this all with a broken thumb right now.
1: Yep. Pretty insane. So pretty insane. That's like pretty wild. Missed one game. And I actually, um, I think it was on the Zach Lowe podcast where he was talking to Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter said that Sabonis didn't even want to miss a game. The only reason Can why he it? missed a game is because they couldn't get his thumb taped in on time. That was the only reason why he didn't play. Like his cast like didn't come or whatever. He does not give a fuck. He is ready to make the playoffs and make this happen, guys. It is a fun time for Sacramento. Congratulations, guys. Yeah.
0: And uh, I'll talk about him later in the All-Star segment.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: We well, got uh, six. At number
0: six. At number six, I had the Mavs. And that could vary. Like, four or five, six could be in any order, in my opinion. I, I went entertainment value. I didn't really go logic. Yeah. Six,
1: I got Golden State.
0: That's fair, too. Yeah.
1: Yep. Just weird season. I think we can can both
0: agree that the the Clippers are probably falling into the play-in. The Jazz are probably falling out of it altogether, you think?
1: Ooh. Okay. Um,
0: Okay, just give me your 7, 8, 9, 10 for the West. Because I have it in my head. I just didn't write it down.
1: Clippers, Utah, Trailblazers, Lakers.
0: Clippers, Utah, Trailblazers, Lakers.
1: I think the Lakers wow. get the last bot, dude, and I think they're going to knock some people out.
0: I, I hope it happens. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie, dude. I I am a huge, as everyone who's listened to any of these episodes know, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge Lakers fan. I wouldn't be surprised if we missed the play altogether.
1: Dude, honestly, it's all dependent on if, if AD comes back.
0: Mm, there's that and there's the fact that i i'm not sure if we're still 13th in the standings after lebron has broken the scoring record how hard he plays that's a big thing i think especially if ad doesn't come back as quick as we think i think he's getting reevaluated like this week uh uh-huh. He's that he projected can come back early
1: the, February.
0: That's what I was thinking. I was going to say end of January, early February is what I was thinking. So, like, the Lakers are probably going to play like 10 more games until AD comes back. Mm. Mm. And the Suns, I think the Suns are cooked. I do agree with them. Oh, they're done. The sun's in there. They're done. Uh, dude. I did write down, I wrote down here. Uh, let me read my notes for beta here. Phoenix almost has no chance to compete until Booker gets back. (laughs) Literally no chance. And I don't mean like compete in terms of uh, playoffs. I mean in every individual game they're in, they have no chance to compete with the other professional basketball team if they don't have him Booker. Like they suck right now. It's bad. bad. They should have let DeAndre Ayton walk or do a sign-and-trade. He sucks. Soft. Like... Like he, he, the way people talk about Anthony Davis is actually what DeAndre Aiden is like. Like when people are shitting on AD for being soft and not wanting to play the five and all this stuff, like that's to me that's how DeAndre Aiden actually plays. So soft, does never wants to dunk the ball. Like all he's good for is being a body to get rebounds and the occasional jump hook, a nice little free throw jumper every now and again. Like I actually hate watching DeAndre Aiden. I. Drives me crazy. It sucks because I fucking love Devin Booker, dude. So I like watching the Suns when he's playing. Devin Booker, I hate monster. everything else about that team.
1: Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. Just to make that and elaborate on that point, uh, NBA fans, if you've noticed that uh, this is kind of a wing guard league, it's kind of hard to find fucking big bodies. You know what I mean? It's kinda of fun. this man is 6'11, 250 fucking pounds. Dunk the goddamn ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just get in there, man. Like, and just do something. Cause half the time on your mismatches, you're 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 doing little mid-range jumpers or hooks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's it's actually like embarrassing because he was the number one draft pick.
0: It's just ridiculous, dude. It's...
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. Where does this entitlement come from, bro? Like, it, people it just thought he was not... gonna
0: be like David Robinson.
1: Yes, that that was his whole comparison all the yeah. way up to the draft. Is he's David Robinson 2.0? Is what they said, and he's it's like not
0: good, man. I I actually can't it's believe sad. that dude's gonna make like 35 to 40 million dollars a season in a few years.
1: It's it's fucking crazy, like
0: Phoenix dude. is gonna regret that, dude. Like they're and I think in a I'll look up their salary cap just like for some other time, but like it's. It's so gross, the amount of money they're paying to Chris Paul and Aiton, and then Booker's Supermax is going to kick in. And, like, their window has come and gone completely.
1: Yeah, dude, uh, DeAndre's 30, Chris Paul's 28, Devin Booker's 33, McCall Bridges is at 20. They're capped out, bro. Yeah, they're capped. They're capped. It's done. It's over. That is not, that's not going to win a championship if, if DeAndre Ayton doesn't average, like, almost 30 points a game right now. And it's not happening. He's just not that type of player. It's sad. It's very sad.
0: Sorry, man. I'm just looking at, I'm looking at Aiden's stats and seeing if I can't hate on him a little bit more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not great, dude.
0: It's no, not great. I mean, that's this is why you can't just look at stats too. Like I was telling you, I, I <laughs> like I was traveling and I've kind of been slacking, watching a lot of the games this last week. Um, this is why you have to watch the games because if you just look at the stats, DeAndre Ayton looks like a fine player, you know, 17 and 10, gets you a couple blocks, right? Like, <clears throat> actually, no, he doesn't get you a couple blocks. He gets you 0.7 blocks a game and he's seven feet tall. Yeah. So, yeah, I take that back.
1: He sucks. No, dude, it's actually bad. It's actually, like, really, really bad, dude. Like, last game he played on the 16th, 18 points, one assist, five total rebounds. <laughs> what the fuck dude, are you doing? I love how ball, I've dude? been
0: this whole time, this whole thing, this conversation started. I was going to say my play in teams after you said yours and we just started shitting on DeAndre <laughs> instead.
1: I'm just, yeah, I was disappointed because uh. I was so excited. I thought DeAndre finally came onto his own in, in the finals because he looked like he was trying to compete with Giannis. It looked like there was obviously a gap, but I thought, all right, this is going to be motivation. Him and D. Book and Chris Paul, they're gonna fucking try to run it. Nope. So bad. Sad.
0: <clears throat> All right, but real, real quick, I'll just I'll fly through this, and then let's do our All Star stuff real quick, and then we'll we'll just kind of fly through the rest of it because yeah, I think yeah, yeah, we're yeah, already course. almost at an hour ten here.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Time flies when you're having fun.
1: It does. It but does. uh,
0: I would go. I would go Portland at seven, and I would go Minnesota at eight. I would go OKC at nine. And I would put. mm, I think you could go Lakers, but. Nah, fuck it. We'll put the Lakers in there. Just because I want to.
1: But I I could go Clippers too. I could go Clippers in there too. I like that Oklahoma pick. Oklahoma was a little lower for me. But honestly, dude, it's so damn close. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, dude, Oklahoma's kind of like. Dude, they're looking nice, man. The Josh yeah. Giddey's well, look great. Well, um, I I, I don't
0: I don't like to put much sock in like um like metrics. I don't understand, mm. right? But Basketball Reference does have this SRS simple rating system, it's supposed to like a team rating one number of stat that takes into account average point differential, strength of schedule, right? So zero would be average. You know, like per fifteen is average. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is. Oklahoma is the fifth best team in in the Western Conference by that metric, and I I don't remember who it was whether it was like Zach Lowe or Bill Simmons or like one of those guys like big big NBA media guys were talking about how this is like a really good indicator for who makes the playoffs all of oh, the time in years past. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't looked into that myself, but I'll take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, their 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 SRS simple rating system is one point one five. For yep. comparison of like teams that are around them in the standings, Phoenix is 0. 0.75. Uh the Lakers are minus 1.36. <laughs> uh the Trailblazers are 0. 0.42. So like mm. they're significantly better based on the teams they've played and how much they're beating teams by. They're significantly better than the teams around them in the standings. So, so. I, I I would not be surprised to see them in a play in game. Whether they win it, that's a different story altogether. But I do like SGA in a play in game.
1: Yeah, man. Looking back at it, was it worth it for Paul George? I don't know. I it don't wasn't. know. There's your answer. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: <laughs> but uh, let's let's do the All Star, man. Let's do the All Star. We'll start in the West. We're not. Let's. We don't need much conversation about it. Let's just rapid fire. West is easy, I think. Who? Yep. Uh, my my three front court guys. And uh, just so you know, I would pick AD if he wasn't hurt. But he is hurt. So I,
1: same, same. I just want to yeah. caveat that too. Yeah,
0: yep. I'm not not going to consider players who are hurt unless their name is Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant gets to be on this team uh, for the for the East, but West, I got LeBron, Jokic,
1: Sabonis. Same.
0: Good man, good man. And I know same. we had the same backcourt, Luca and Ja.
1: I did Luca and Steph.
0: Oh, I didn't include Steph. I honestly forgot about him because he was hurt. Yeah, that's my bad. It should be Steph.
1: It should be Steph.
0: Did you go? I, you I went, went ja ja, over, over Jaw first. You went I, uh, Steph over Jaw, right?
1: Yeah, Steph over Jaw. I yeah. did put Jaw first, but then I had to really think about it for a second. But yeah, that's it, yeah. Yep. That that's
0: an oversight on my part. Oh mm. well.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's go to the east. Yes.
0: Um. Oh, sorry, sticking in the West, let's do the... Who do you think is going to be the best first-time All-Star in the West this year?
1: Oh, uh, hands down, it's going to be Shy. Oh, I picked Oh, <gasps> That's good, too. That's good, too. Yeah. Hey, don't get me wrong. Don't get yeah, me wrong. No, but... Not that
0: I think Markkanen's a better player than SGA. Like, when I was saying best, I kind of thought, like, I guess probably should have said, like, most surprising. That's kind of the angle I went
1: oh okay i thought you meant just yeah that's, like that's the my bad bro i didn't do i didn't no, do it. it's that's all not,
0: good. not a great explanation
1: okay no it's all good it's all good
0: um but yeah i shay shay is honestly if you were just going off like if the fans didn't vote a shay might start oh yeah like if it's just the coaches picked or just the front you know like
1: oh yeah him and luca him yeah. and luca oh. start jesus fucking christ watch Dude. out
0: I would love if those two could play on a team one day. Oh my god! <laughs> It'd
1: be like, oh you god. can cook, I can cook, let's cook together.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: That'd be Holy a crazy shit. backcourt. That'd be a crazy backcourt. That'd be
0: insane.
1: Yep, yep. All right, all right, all right. Let's right. move into the let's east.
0: Move to the east. So we mentioned okay. at the beginning, there's there's three front court spots for four deserving players. Those four deserving players, we all know who they are. I think Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum. Which three did you pick? Or no, sorry, I won't do it like that. Which one did you leave off to be on the bench? Because they're all going to be all-stars. Joel. I left Tatum.
1: I know! God, it was between Joel and Tatum, dude. So, I, I
0: know we aren't going to do like explanations on these, but I think this is the one that deserves it. Mm. I did Tatum because KD is still there. And I think Giannis and Embiid have to be – like they just have to be, you know? Mm. And Tatum is the youngest of the bunch, and he doesn't have the respect yet. Not that he's not respected, but when you compare it to the other guys for an all-star game, I just think the other three deserve it.
1: I mean, I Talk guess about four my,
0: MVP candidates, though, at the end of the day. It's like,
1: I know, I know. I guess my only argument, the reason why it's, I mean, Tatum made the fucking finals last year, dude. He's fucking led the team. To I the get it. Game. Yeah. They're, they're, they're that the that best team
0: tough. in the league, right? Yeah, so, like, the best I, team. I get it. I get but
1: it. But I know, I know what you mean. Like, Joel and Giannis together, like, you kind of need that. That's very spicy. Yeah. You know? and, and, I,
0: in my defense, when I first did the East, because I, I wrote the East before the West, I totally forgot about doing the three front court, two back court. So my original, I wish it could be like this. My original oh, Eastern Conference all-star team was Embiid, Giannis, KD, Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Tatum.
1: Right there with you, man. If it's I hate so the crazy. positions, man. It's so limiting you know just take it, yeah, it's for a the reason best- though I know it's for a reason I understand I understand but still man fuck it would be fun it's better
0: than uh, years ago when you had to do a center two forwards and a, two guards
1: two guards yeah
0: yeah but uh, who who were your uh, two backcourt starters in the east
1: Donovan and Tyrese
0: same and I had Tyrese as my best first time all-star in the east
1: same yeah. hey good call hey, good call yes yes sir yes sir
0: all right, let's uh, let's let's close out this episode with a little bit of a uh, little bit of Blazers talk, huh?
1: Okay, okay. I got, I'm just gonna uh,
0: toss it over to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got uh, I got two things, two things. So uh, Blazers, it's been a little bit of a rough patch for them so far. Uh, not gonna lie, they've uh, you know January fourth they lost five games to January 12th. We've got two dubs against Dallas, which I think makes them feel good, but
0: those are two really big wins to get it on back to back. They're pretty
1: fucking, they're pretty fucking big, man. 17, uh, one by 17 points, uh, both the games, you know, that's a pretty hefty defeat right there. NBA standards. Okay. I just wanted to say Dame is playing absolutely out of his mind right now, averaging 38 over the past five games. I have also noticed that this year, um, What's ironic with the Blazers defense, because hometown team, gotta watch him, is I feel like this is a team that Dame really trusts. Now, obviously, he's had some words with the media about his frustrations of closing games, but I don't think he's really singling anybody out. It's just simply, guys, let's get our shit together type of deal, you know? And I think he's, he's including
0: himself in that.
1: Yep. Yep, he is too. And the whole thing that I really love about Dame this year that I haven't seen as much Um, I actually don't even remember the last time I'd really seen Dame kind of really trust his teammates and be willing to drive and facilitate a little bit. I think a lot of that has to do with Simon's being the shot creator that he is now. And then the swing passes, you got Jeremy, you got Nurk rolling, like there's things moving for him. So I really think it's awesome to see him in a facilitating role. And I think they're probably gonna, they're probably gonna have another stride like earlier in the season. I think it might take a little bit more time. And I guess the only problem that I have with the Blazers right now um, is the ironic rebounding. So I got to give you a l- really interesting stat, okay? So Jeremy, great on offense. He's averaging like almost like twenty one a game. Here's what's interesting. Uh, <laughs> the team leader in rebounds is Nurkic with three hundred and eighty on the season. Second on the team is fucking Josh, Josh Hart. Hart with 344 rebounds. Holy fuck. And then third, I think, is is it is it uh Winslow?
0: I'm not sure.
1: I think I think it's Winslow. But then I think fourth is Jeremy Grant at 178 boards a game. I know Jeremy's never been like a great rebounder, but with this team i really hope that he'd step up on that end um i it doesn't really reflect uh too much here but like in terms of rebounding i think we're like right in the middle of the pack right now and if we could just get jeremy and a few other players i mean dude josh is fucking hustling man but he's only what like 6'4 six, 6'5 six, help him out here and uh i think that could help uh, a lot of strides because Sometimes it's like you'll watch Blazers games and we can't rebound the ball. Uh, and it can be very, very frustrating because we have shot makers everywhere, um, really, at least in three positions. Man, if we can just get some boards, especially the f- defensive boards, I think we can really step up and make that shit happen where we can get another like run going. And it's really all about yeah. the hustle at that point.
0: Do you think, uh, you think GP2 is big for that?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to talk
0: about GP2 for for Mr. Hansen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Bastino Justino here, my buddy. So, just looking, uh, just looking. So, let's see right now. You know, we got about 16.2 minutes per game. You know, we're seeing some defensive highlights. We're seeing some strips, baby. You know how it is. We see the one to two corner shots a game. You know, GP2's living his life, man. And, uh, You know, all jokes aside, really glad he's back, right? Like that was the whole thing with him is we really kind of wanted to have a guard that plays a little bit bigger, right? Can defend a little bit more. Uh, I think my own thing is it's going to be a really weird and interesting situation. I kind of compare him to Bruce Brown in a sense where he's like an awkward, undersized player. But what he really needs to do is to be able to at least solidify himself as a threat cuz all of the open threes that he's gotten basically the season and the fucking five games that he's played nobody's guarded him nobody respects his jump shot so it's like if if he wants to stay into the game and not have like someone like Shaden take his minutes he's got to be able to be a little bit more reliable on offense hopefully he gets into the swing of things but GP's looking good on the defensive end i love it
0: yeah no definitely and and honestly the the big thing with him he's playing like a guy who's been hurt for months Yep. You know, like it, I think he yep. just needs time. You know, he's yep. he's only played in what four games? Probably five. the fifth one was today, yep. right? Yep. Yep. I think they they lost, they lost the Nuggets today, which was kind of a schedule loss. That they had the back to back with Dallas and then had to travel to to Denver. Yep. But uh with GP two, like I'm looking at his Basketball Reference, he, he played five games and only one of them he's gotten more than 20 minutes. Yeah, so. You know, like he they signed him to be a key bench guy. He's going to be a key bench guy. But give it give it a month, you know? Yeah. Like then, it really is that. And if I'm not mistaken, he was hurt for all of training camp. Yes, he was. Right? Yeah. So yeah. this is probably one of in the last couple of weeks, it's probably his first time playing with these guys. Yeah. So like you gotta kinda consider that. Um he's obviously an incredible glue guy. That's what he yes. was for for Golden State. Great defender, and he will be that. It's just it's going to take some time.
1: Yep, I'm right there with you. One
0: other thing I wanted to mention about Portland is I think they're like we know them to be, and we know the Moda Center to be like a pretty raucous crowd, right? We have yep. a really good home court advantage, I think, from a fan standpoint. Yep, uh, especially when when we're when I'm at games, like I feel it, you know. Mm-hmm. But. We have like the fourth worst home record in the Western Conference. Granted, they've only played 19 of their games. Like they've played like 44 games. Only 19 of them have been at home. So there's probably a couple pretty big home stands coming in the second half of the season. But they're 11 and 8. And I've just, I don't know. I'm not looking at like prior seasons or anything, but I just feel like they've been better than that in the past. Like they're doing enough. I think they're 10 and 15 on the road. Like they're winning enough road games. If they can hover they'll even a little under 500 and pick up that home record they're gonna be well off they could probably be an eight seed
1: yeah you know if things go right yeah they just gotta start winning
0: they just gotta start winning at home like and maybe (laughs) that's kind of what dame is talking about with closing games right is a lot of that aspect but that's just one thing i noticed
1: yeah yeah yeah. no no i'm right there with you and the whole thing too is dame's missed a little bit of time i think he's still trying to get into it you know what i mean that's the whole thing and i told you his facilitating role is it's really beautiful like how he's willing to give up the ball you know, to some of these players in position and ready to go, I I just haven't seen that from Dame before. Um, so yeah. hopefully they just they get that shit going, baby.
0: Yeah, dude, they're right now as of uh, before the Denver game today was played. Uh, we're recording this on January 17th, but that they're 11th in the NBA net rating. Like they should be a better like results wise. It, it it'll get there, I think. It's just there's a little yeah. bit of bad luck.
1: Yep. Yep right there with you but laker news baby laker news
0: Uh, all of my laker news is that we are hoping for the best and that is all we can do (laughs) (laughs) i honestly have none man i i i stopped watching lakers games for a little while because i was getting sad watching them i don't i don't have a good time watching that team at all yeah. Yep. Like, no, it's fun it's, to it's watch tough. LeBron chase history. I saw him score his 38,000 point. That was cool. Yeah. I saw the clip of him talking to Jabari Smith about how old he oh, was. Oh, yeah, playing with his event. dad. Uh, yeah. He played against he was Jabari's hyped. dad in his first game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't
0: know, man. I'm just trying to enjoy some of the stuff, like, because their team fucking sucks right now.
1: Yeah, dude. It's, it's bad, you know. And, uh, uh, yeah, I wish the Laker fans all the best, dude. I wish you guys all the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: All I'm hoping is that we don't trade those fucking picks. Hey,
1: don't do it, man. <laughs> In reality, do that's it. all
0: I'm thinking about. Like we're not winning the championship this year. Like, maybe I'll put a couple bucks on it so I can I can root for it. It's gotta be crazy <laughs> odds. <laughs>
1: I'll leave it on this before we head out. Did you see Russell Westbrook at the Philly game, bro?
0: Oh, don't talk to me about it.
1: One <laughs> of the best defensive plays I had seen. And <laughs> single-handedly the worst offensive play, I think, of the season.
0: He just like All threw the, the fans- ball at the backboard, dude.
1: In a span of what, like 15 seconds, dude? It was crazy. Dude,
0: and the worst part about it, dude, oh is like when you watch when you watched it like live and he's like you can see he's just sitting there like, oh man, I fucked that. Yeah. And then in the press conference, he's bitching about how it was a foul. It's just <laughs> yeah. dumb, bro. Like he just
1: Yeah. yeah. I used
0: to yeah. love Russell Westbrook before I watched any interviews of him. <laughs> <laughs> He's annoying oh, as fuck, man. Like he just like he doesn't take accountability for anything publicly, at least. I'm sure he does a great teammate and stuff.
1: But right. Fuck, man.
0: Right. Just yep. say you blew it. Just say you blew it, and you're gonna do better next time. That's what happened. So just say it. It happens, man. It'll be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'll right crazy, there with you, man. Right there with you, man. <sighs> all right. But all right.
0: Things can only get up from go up from here. That's what I'll say about the Lakers.
1: Yep. 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 I'm right there with you. But, uh,
0: that's it, man. Good to, good to get episode 33 completed. We oh, are cool. back in business. New podcast should hopefully be dropping in Apple podcasts and Spotify every Wednesday. We record on Tuesday evenings. I'm hoping I can get them uploaded on Wednesdays. Uh, and if all goes well, Start popping and locking like Andy over here. Yes,
1: sir. Then, uh yes, sir.
0: Then we'll be we'll be back weekly. No more no more uh, long breaks. Yes. But yeah, man, that's it for me. Anything else uh, you need to get off your chest before we dip on out of here? Uh,
1: nah, man. Nah, man. GP two for Defensive Player of the Year for my my Let's guy go. Bastino Giustino. All Let's right, yeah. Let's, Let's get it. Let's get it. it.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers.
1: Peace.